Whisper Enthusiasts. I'm Mango. Welcome to episode three of The Whispery. This week, meet Virginia. I never had the pleasure of meeting Virginia, but she would have recently celebrated her 114th birthday. In this episode, I'll be reading a letter Virginia wrote in 1995. She was 87 years old at the time, reminiscing about her life in Alabama and Texas. I was born in Fonsdale, Alabama on June 14, 1907. A doctor named Mosley delivered me. I was born at a house behind the Methodist Church. Mother and Daddy moved to Demopolis when I was two or three. One of my earliest memories was being bitten by fire ants before my parents could rescue me. It must have been a traumatic experience for me to remember so young. My daddy was so crazy about me and taught me to ride when I was very young. Even through my college years, when we were living on Moscow Road, I always had a horse. My childhood was a very happy one. If we didn't have much of the world's goods, I was unaware of it. I always had nice school clothes, Sunday school clothes, and a new dress for every Easter. I finished high school in 1924. We were living on Strawberry Street in a house owned by Mrs. Aderson. I went to Wesleyan College in Macon, Georgia. When I went home for the first Christmas vacation, Mother and Daddy had moved into our beautiful new white brick home on Cedar Street. When I came home that next summer, I stopped in Selma to spend a day or so with a friend named Virginia who had been writing me about a young man friend of hers named Junius. The date was May 29, 1925, because my older son has a diary in which Junius wrote a simple notation on that day. Meet Virginia. When I went on home, Virginia went with me, and when I got there, I had a letter from Junius. That date and letter certainly changed my whole life. Although I didn't marry him until 12 years later, May 22, 1937, I always knew he would be the one I would eventually marry. I finished Wesleyan in 1928. The next year, I taught at Choctaw County High School in Butler, Alabama. That spring, I went to Europe with Dr. Jane Wolfe and two other girls from Wesleyan, Nancy and Catherine. We spent four months at the Sorbonne and during weekends traveled all over France and Switzerland. Each afternoon, we went to a museum or some place of interest, and each night to one of Paris's numerous theaters. The last month of our stay we spent in Spain. Traveled north, south, east, and west. I especially recall having to change trains during our crossing the Pyrenees because the track gauge in Spain was narrower than that in France. I shall always remember the Sunday parades of young women and young men carefully watched by their parents walking around the plaza. When I went back to Spain in 1939, 
1991, there was nothing similar to that for Spain like the rest of the world had modernized. When I came back from Europe, somewhere between New York and Selma, Junie got on the train, which surprised me very much. The next two years, I taught in London, just 18 miles from home. The following year, I went to the University of Alabama on a fellowship for which I was paid a magnificent sum of $500. Remember, please, at that time, one could buy a loaf of bread for a dime. I joined Alpha Delta Pi. The next two years, I lived as an assistant sponsor at the 80 Pi House. My great friend John C. Dawson and his beautiful wife Avis were my constant companions. Dr. Dawson had recently retired from the presidency of Howard College in Birmingham, and although Doc was my father's age, he and Avis were very happily married. His first wife had died several years previously. They had one daughter, Dorothy, who was my age. Avis was my only attendant in my wedding at the First Methodist Church in Demopolis on May 22, 1937. Practically the entire faculty of the University of Alabama was there, and I must admit that many were there as friends of Doc and Avis. Avis, a blonde of beauty, was simply gorgeous in a teal blue afternoon dress. It is most difficult for me to write this next. Avis died one year and one day from strep throat after Junie and my marriage. She had just been to Montgomery to spend a week with us. There has never been a day in all these 58 years that I haven't thought of her, how she would have loved my children. Several years after Avis died, Doc retired again. He had been head of the foreign language department at the university for about 15 years. Reflecting back to when Virginia and Junius met for the first time in 1925, Virginia writes, Going steady was not in vogue at the time, and through the years I had dates and went places with numerous other young men. I went to Birmingham to see Tallulah Bankhead in The Little Foxes with Howard Scott the week before I married Junie. I went with Howard at the university for several years. After Junie died and Howard's wife died, he came to see me several times in Texas and I went to see him in Alabama. Howard died some 15 years ago from a fall. He apparently had broken his neck from the fall. His maid found him the next morning. Another former friend of mine was Robert Griffith. He died some three years ago. Robert was several years younger than I, and never did either of us dream that I would be the survivor. Robert came from a fine family. He suffered from arthritis and had a birth defect, a crippled right hand. As long as I was able, we enjoyed going out to dinner together. Interestingly, as I combed through a box of Virginia's items that had been carefully curated, I found a telegram from Howard. 
Breeds Western Union Telegram, delivered 12P, teacher, English class, Morgan Hall, October 21st, 1936, 10.42 p.m., Miss Virginia, good morning, are you not ashamed for so neglecting the convalescing invalid who loves you very much, question mark, took first bath today and lost four pounds. Stop. Oodles of pretty women here, but none so beautiful as you. Stop. Postscript. Lest you forget the addresses, Ozark bathhouses. Howard. Despite the telegram being nearly 85 years old, is in remarkably great condition. The paper is still crisp and flat. If you'd like to have a look at the telegram, check out our Instagram page at The Whispery Podcast. I also found a letter penned in the most beautiful script. It reads, Monday morn, my only girl. Now I have just waked up, and in the top of the ceiling was your picture, just as I told you that it would be. I have hated to leave you lots of times, but last night was the hardest one of them all. Had a very good night's sleep, except awakening several times about a dozen or two and thinking of you, and thinking what that word goodbye meant, and how choking it was to get out. But still maybe it was for the best, after I saw that you could be so much happier with Junius than me. This is the greatest pleasure of my life, to see you supremely happy. No matter who it is with, what it costs, who it hurts. Dear, I mean just anything to make you happy. I am man enough to suffer my loss if you are happy. I can look the world in the face and say, any time, that he wins the girl. One and only one I have ever loved. Or known how to love. And that he is one of the purest, sweetest darlingest, and above all, that great word, most wonderful girl in the whole wide world. He is one plenty to be proud of. Maybe someday he will make or have plenty of money to give you all the things that you want. Not only has he somebody to be proud of, but your parents have the same. Virginia, wonderful and pure and sweet are not the words to start it with. You are above all that. Virginia, it is very useless in me just keeping on writing the same thing over and over. It's bad to be defeated for lifelong happiness. But if you should change your mind between now and Christmas Day, just let me know. And until that time, I am going on loving you, thinking about you, wanting you, wishing for you. Dear, I love you better than anything in all the world. Always remember that. You are first. Always. Your mother and father have sure been wonderful to me, and I have imposed on them too much. They are the most wonderful people in all the world except you, and I can't keep from loving them, too. You are first, and I love you better than anything in the world. 
get your special Sunday as your weekly letter, precious. I love you and I'm waiting. I mean every word of this for you. The letter is signed illegibly, and I can't tell if it's a name or possibly initials. It could have been Howard, it could have been Robert. I'm not sure. But whoever this was loved Virginia deeply. I want to leave you this week with a few of my favorite words. Hoist. Hoist. Mackerel. Mackerel. Choice. Choice. Viscous. Viscous. Scrap. Scrap. Cloak. Cloak. Tap. Tap. I'd also like to share sound of a brand new canister of tennis balls being opened. spray.